you could give us all this health allowance, but how we choose to spend it will be individualized to what we need in our life. Some people are blessed and they never have health issues and they live a hundred years and, and they're totally fine and, and, you know, die of natural causes, but one in three people aren't going to have it that easy. How do you grow and scale your business while avoiding entrepreneur poverty? Hi, I'm Buzz and I've spent over 20 years marketing for entrepreneurs just like you. I've learned there's no one secret to success, but a series of strategies to help business owners scale at will. On this podcast, we uncover invaluable insights that successful entrepreneurs and industry experts use to profitably scale businesses. Welcome to You Are Buzzworthy. What a wonderful day it is to be alive and healthy. I am super excited that you join me here on the You Are Buzzworthy podcast. I say that I'm happy to be healthy because I haven't always been a healthy entrepreneur. In fact, after I separated from the Air Force, I didn't have any health insurance for at least eight years. And then when I finally was able to get health care options for my company, this thing called the Affordable Care Act, I'm using air quotes if you are not seeing me on video, the Affordable Care Act um, jettisoned insurance prices, specifically group insurance prices for small businesses beyond anything I could afford, which forced me to give up our group health insurance for me and my team. And then I had to point them to the ACA website. If you've ever been to one of those, you know what kind of nightmare that is, which then robbed me of what the larger firms could offer, and then the downward spiral ensued. I don't want that for you. And so we are going to chat about this subject today, and to help me is Barbie Engel, a best-selling author and reality personality living with multiple rare and chronic diseases. Barbie is a chronic pain educator, patient advocate, and president of the International Pain Foundation. She is also a motivational speaker and best-selling author on pain topics. Her blog, reality shows, and media appearances are used as a platform to help her become an award-winning patient advocate. And she is here today to help me shed some light on healthcare for entrepreneurs. Welcome to the show, Barbie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and share. And I know that your listeners will get a lot out of this. So let's jump right into it. Okay. Then the obvious question is, what is the biggest challenge entrepreneurs face when dealing with healthcare for themselves and for their employees? As you said, the Affordable Care Act did go into effect and everybody thinks now that that it's universal. Everybody has health care and it is actually not happening. The, the biggest challenge that entrepreneurs are facing and, and those running these small and medium sized companies is that they think that all of the health challenges that their employees and themselves are going to face are covered under these plans and they're absolutely not you're getting the basics when you when you get these affordable care plans or even small business plans and when you have patients that live with a chronic disease or a rare disease that need to get care and attention or preventative care for all of your employees 
it's just not there. It's not readily available. And the individual employees find themselves having to pay a lot more out of pocket. But at the same time, it goes against your organization who is covering these employees. And when you go to get that information or get that bill for the next year, you see that your premiums go up, even though it's supposed to be, like you said, affordable with the air quotes. So I I remember uh, when it hit the first year, I think we squeaked by and and we did it by like reducing or actually increasing deductibles and stuff like that. I think we squeaked by with maybe a 20% increase. And then the second year we hit 30% on top of that. And then the third year they were threatening another 20 to 25% increase on top of that year over year for three years straight. And that by that third year, I was like, we could either, pay everybody's health insurance bill, or we can pay everybody's salaries. We were just right. kind of stuck in that space. Absolutely. And and even when you are choosing to pay for health insurance, you probably have to lower the number of, of people working for you. But if you if you choose to, to pay that 20 and then 30% and the increases, and as you present patterns to, to the people who are supplying the insurance, after three years, they say, okay, now we can ding you even more for all the people that do have a rare disease or chronic illness. And that's one in three people here in America uh, live with a chronic illness. One in 10 have a rare disease. So their bills are even higher. It's going to impact you, what you can provide. And it's only continuing to cover basic care, not even the down nitty gritty care that a person with a rare disease or chronic illness needs. So they're paying a lot of out of pocket on top of that. Anyway, it might be better to assist with getting them a a better salary and let them go to the marketplace themselves as an individual to find a care uh, care insurance program that helps them and, or, they can choose as an employee to go to a concierge service, which is something that I use where I pay a flat fee to my primary care doctor who can set bones in his office, do casts, x-rays, stitches, lab draws for, for uh, blood like tests. a family doctor, like the old school family yes. doctors. The old school Make family doctor, get, get a concierge service, pay that fee. And a lot of the, the basic care can be in that. It's anywhere between $1,200 and $2,400 a year, but it's all included. And oftentimes, if you have a have a parent with children, the children are free if the parent pays for their concierge service for themselves. So it can really benefit a whole family, but it also takes that burden off of the employers who are only getting a basic coverage for their uh, employees in the first place. Right. It's like catastrophic. Like, it, it, it's almost, from what I'm hearing... It's very common for employers to basically just get catastrophic insurance coverage for, especially for their younger employees, which they have to give the same thing for everybody or they give the tiers. But like for us, we said, okay, we'll split it with you. If you qualify, it's 50-50, right? Because that way we know that you'll use it because if you don't pay for it, I find that people don't use it. So we're saying, like, okay, we want you to have a little bit of skin in the game, whole nine yards. We got, had to get really creative because there was things like dental that ACA didn't touch. And and Absolutely. dental coverage and Invented. eye care coverage kept going up and up 
as well. I ended up self-insuring for all of my employees who were getting the, our, our regular health care coverage. So I was like, hey, listen, you get, I will pay 100%, two cleanings a year. You get x-rays once a year, panos every two years. You know, we had the plan out and we would pay for non-cosmetic uh, procedures for every year up, and up to a certain amount. And we did the math. We came out ahead and everybody got what they needed from their dental. But that, you can't do that with insurance as much anymore unless you do, like basically what you're saying, is like, we're going to pay you some more and then you can go out there. But I'm wondering, can you even do that as an employer to say, okay, if you don't take our insurance, we'll pay you more. If you take the insurance, we're going to pay you less. Can you do that legally? Do you know? No, you're supposed to give everybody the same. So if you're, you're paying for coverage for one employee, you're supposed to pay for all the employees. It, right. whether they're using it or not. So right. it would have to be a choice between, okay, we're going to offer this coverage. Some of you may use it. Some of you may not, or all of you can get an increase in your salary and you're responsible for, for getting this coverage on your own. And I personally do a lot of, of gig work on the side. Um, uh -huh. I've published books and, and, and I, I do a lot of, uh, videos and explainer, uh, videos and, and graphics for people. And in doing that, I found that having my own coverage is definitely more beneficial for me because I could go in and say, okay, I, I want this cancer coverage or I don't need cancer coverage. No one in my family has a history of cancer. I'll be okay with that. Or I need diabetes coverage or whatever condition you have, you can say a little bit easier on your own, what medications am I going to need? Does this prescription plan cover what I need and, and what my family needs versus having a universal plan underneath your employer? Um, it, it can be, like you said, great for catastrophic injuries um, and, and illnesses that come about. But mm -hmm. overall, it, it for acute situations it can be okay for chronic long term it's going to always be a challenge so can we as employers when we're, we're presenting our compensation package mm -hmm. and say you know i've uh, gone to my my whole staff and i said okay we've got these two options either i pay for everybody and this is what we get for everybody or i don't offer this and then we pay more now for the new people coming in not knowing this little situation can we as employers put in our compensation package basically something like health care allowance or health insurance allowance? Can we can we show that people like, hey, part of your salary is supposed to go to whatever you deem you need for health care insurance? Is that, do you know if that's something we can do? Um, well, we encourage individualizing care. <laughs> and so if you're doing it for all of your employees equally, then yes. you can do that. It, cool. It's just, if you segregate it out and say, okay, we're going to do some insurance for some employees and not for others and people right. can choose, that right. becomes a problem and um, you don't want to be doing that. So right. yeah, you definitely, it has to be everybody's getting the exact same thing and right. you could give us all this health allowance, but how we choose to spend it will be individualized to what we need in our life. Some people are blessed and they never have health issues and they live a hundred years and, and they're totally fine. And 
and, you know, die of natural causes, but one in three people aren't going to have it that easy. So, right. No, I get you. I get you. So we, we heard you talk about the concierge, mm -hmm. um, which is a really good individual uh, opportunity. Yes. Are there other solutions companies with under a hundred employees can take advantage of huge expense that is basically strangling them? You can uh, get a concierge service that does telehealth. Mm -hmm. Have it be known to your, to your employees. Hey, telehealth is an option. A lot of times it will save you money, time, effort, and energy to use telehealth versus getting in your car or having somebody else have to take off work to take you to a doctor appointment to be able to do a video chat with a, a nurse practitioner or a doctor. They have these telehealth services where they can send packages to your employees that have a oxygen monitor and a Fitbit type of device, and they can do preventative care on top of the telehealth uh, video appointments and say, okay, yeah, that nodule in your throat that you're showing me on camera is a little suspicious. You actually need to go in to see a doctor. But a lot of times a person just needs to, hey, doc, I did this to my wrist. They can't see an x-ray on the screen, but they can see if, if it's out of shape or, or if, it's, if it's swollen or bruised or that type of thing, and they can give you a better guide that would be cheaper. And using that telehealth service can, can definitely lower your expenses and be a service that an employer can provide to their employees as a benefit. So instead of having to call in sick and use sick time, Right. Or personal paid paid personal time, you could just like, hey, listen, we've got this room over here. Everything's in there that you're going to need for or tele telehealth, and boom, boom, boom. I, I love that. Is there, are there any other type of solutions, alternate solutions to the generic ACA, um, or actually, I'm not even ACA, but group health insurance for employers that they can utilize to show that they care, and but you know, make sure that they stay on budget. Get preventative projects into place like, hey, this month we're going to focus on how we eat or the exercise that we're doing or, you know, the, even the shake machines. Uh, they're real oh. right now. <laughs> Those shake machines can help if, if someone has a 15 minute break and they go stand on that for 10 to 15 minutes and, and get that uh, blood flowing through their body. It's great to increase the oxygen supply in your body and can help you concentrate more, lower your blood pressure, help with cardiovascular health. So doing some of those preventative things around your office or even just giving out a, a monthly message of, hey, this month, remember heart health or remember diabetes awareness. Are you watching the, the things that you're putting into your body? Why these things matter? And just giving a quick preventative tip that can help their employees put those things in the forefront of their mind mm -hmm. and be healthier on, on a daily basis themselves and take some of that responsibility on themselves so that you don't run up larger bills with things that could have been prevented and it will help keep your rates for insurance at a lower level because they don't have that that high or higher bills coming in than than if they did no preventative. If we do no preventative measures, it, it really affects us. So it's definitely something an employer can do to help lower rates is just give out tips and reminders. Gotcha. So basically an active preventative 
a plan of just education, involvement. I could see some people, if they have just a handful of people, giving the opportunity for people to have things like standing treadmill desks. I've seen those uh, in places. Standing versus sitting desks or ability to slide the desk up and down as needed. Oh, yes. I have two of those myself. I feel that my posture is actually getting better. And, and everybody knows when your posture gets better, your blood flow gets better, blah, blah, blah. blah. Yep. So, um, and then, then we have the telemedicine on that. So, so if, if something comes up, we can shortcut the time, energy, and money it takes to get those small things out of the way. We don't sit in a, in a room, you know, at a, at a doctor's office forever. It seems like, oh, my appointment's at one. Yes, we will yes. see you at two. But if you don't show up one, we're giving You're up your charge, right? <laughs> right? And, and there's, there's germs in those doctor's offices because that's where the sick people go. That's true. So you're cutting out, you know, they may have an injury or something acute happening. Acute means short term mm-hmm. happening to them. And they could go have a, a video call with, with a doctor or nurse practitioner. And they're not getting exposed to something even worse than what right. they're already dealing with. Right. We were dealing with that at COVID. Everybody's got a mask yeah. up into there because they didn't want to spread it by, you know, and he actually keeping people out of the hospital that didn't actually absolutely have to be in the hospital. And we didn't know what was going on with that. So we could sit here, I feel like all day and come up with all of these alternative solutions to the standard group healthcare insurance for businesses with under a hundred employees, because the game changes at about a hundred, right? Right. Exactly. Right. And so, for all of the listeners with less than 100 employees, what are the first steps to establishing a better healthcare situation for their businesses? Prevention and communication. So letting them know and understand, plan ahead for when you do have these acute situations so that the things that need to be done as a business can continue to get done, have a plan in place for that, but also doing the preventative work, it's up to each individual employee to maintain their health on on an everyday daily basis, acute level as best as possible so that when you do have a situation arise, it doesn't take the whole team down or hurt the company that you need to be out for a, a day or two or a week, that things can continue on and having that plan in place is really important. So I would say prevention and communication. So if we're getting started with that, is that a matter of sitting down with all the employees you currently have and maybe taking a survey of what what they have, what how do they feel about what is being provided now and what would they love to see added to or maybe instead of? Is that something that we can do to maybe jumpstart this process? That would be great. At your weekly or monthly meeting, you can say, hey, we're going to be putting out this survey monkey and just fill it in. Let us know. And, you know, I wouldn't necessarily ask specifically about what diseases and conditions you have. Right. I think those are are great questions. And I think it would be very interesting for an employer to see what the health is of their employees and maybe not even just their employees, but the employees' families. If you're a small business, but you're covering your family and, sorry, your employees and their family members, not just the employee with care, you need to know what's going on in their families outside of your office as well, because that's going to affect what's happening in your office. 
If you're anything like me after that conversation, you're thinking that there's got to be a better way. Even if you do have current health insurance, there are ways to reduce the cost for you and your team. Look into them. See where you can make your business a better place to be and even more profitable. In the meantime, make sure you leave a review, follow us, and as always, stay buzzworthy.